Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we usually take animation seriously. Tonight, on our second edition of Overly Animated After Dark, we are going to have a more free-flowing, messy conversation about an animated topic. Uh, you can find the first edition of our Overly Animated After Dark podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, this may or may not have not-safe-for-work language, so be warned. Uh, I'm your host, Alice Bonilla, and I'm joined by Dylan Heisen, Sam Quattro, Michelle Ander, Justin Cummings, and Ali Martin. Say hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. There you go. Uh, And today we are discussing, uh, under the influence of various alcoholic uh, substances, uh, that we are discussing the 1987 film, The Brave Little Toaster, which uh, in, 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 in line with our previous After Dark point is also a piece of animated history that it doesn't get covered a lot. So it's, we felt it was time to, <laughs> to jump time. back. Yeah, to jump back and talk about this uh, little movie here. Uh, this the 32nd anniversary. Sure. Yeah, that, that's an important Yay! anniversary, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But, but yeah, this was a, a film that was originally going to be done by Disney, pitched by John Lasseter. Uh, it was later caused uh, John Lasseter to be fired from Disney, and the idea was later picked up wow. by Hyperion, which Lasseter was run was by... Fired? Uh, why did yeah, they fire this, him over this? I feel like I have well, an idea why, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> well, it, yeah. it's, it's, I, I, I don't think it was specifically for this, but he was fired before he got to work on this. And then the project okay. later got sent out to Hyperion Pictures, mm-hmm. which was run by someone who used to work for Disney and drew some deals, got the idea. And so they ended up making this movie instead. And there are also a lot of uh, f- uh, future Pixar animators who would uh, work on this, uh, people like... Uh, um, uh, I I just had this, <laughs> but there, there were there were people who who would later work on Pixar that did work on this. So this is why this is kind of an important thing in Pixar history, despite it being by an independent studio. And when we're watching, although we'll give that for initial impressions, maybe we'll we'll mention that later on as I dig up that information again. But uh, let's go to uh, let's go to M- Michelle first, since you are the one who suggested this. Actually, so, yeah, for, first yeah. of all, why? <laughs> yeah, um, well, well let, let's let's break this up for, first. What were your uh, what was your experience with this movie before this? And now that we've watched it again together, what is your thoughts today? Uh, so I saw this probably in kindergarten, and I think at that point, how old was I? Uh, I was a little kid. I was maybe like five or six. And it, I think it's one of those movies, kind of like The Land Before Time, when you're that age, it's like, oh, like this is the happy moment. That's cool. And then when it gets to, like, the really sur- surreal shit, you're like, oh, like, this makes me feel really sad and weird. But, like, I can't understand that because I'm six. So I don't I don't know how to deal with this. And then, oh, no, another happy part. Oh, no, it got weird again. So it, it, it felt kind of like, you know, like a dream in a way that just, like, dream logic doesn't make sense. And, like... You know, emotions. This is very hard to do when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> you don't say. 
basically like it's one of those movies that like you you remember like five standout horrifying things about and everything else just kind of fades into the background and seeing it now like i have a lot more context but it feels very different because i don't know when you get older, you get all the in-jokes that you don't understand when you're six, I guess. It's true. It's very but, true. But, yeah, yeah, that's my relationship with the movie. Okay. Okay, good. Um, uh, Allie, let's let's go to you next. Um, did you have any experience with this movie, and how do you feel today? I also probably watched when I was around the same age, and I agree. It was kind of like, fuck, what movie did you say? Not Toy Story, but it's like Toy Story. Wait, you compared yeah. it to which other movie came out? Oh, Land, Land Before, Before Time. Time. It's a lot of like, yeah. It's, I, I mean, I remember there being like emotional roller coasters, for lack of a better term, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It definitely, I mean, it feels more traumatic now that I'm older because it's like, there was, it's very edgy. But the people were right. It's a very edgy movie, <laughs> but I don't remember it being that edgy. I mostly remember like, the blanket crying and that that was about it Aww. okay okay when i was a um, kid and then now i was like oh okay yeah <laughs> uh sam uh let, yeah. let's ask you next uh how, how how much have you watched this movie and uh what did you think of it today for some reason i remember watching it a lot when i was a kid it must have played in like toon disney or like fucking i don't know abc family or something a lot when you know, the early 2000s slash late 90s was happening. Uh, it's It has a lot more death than mm. I remember. Uh, a lot of death. And honestly, I, I remarked on this. Wait, death or death? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Death yeah, or death? With, with an A A. D-E-A-T-H. Okay, okay. Oh, dang, Sam, dang. It's important to distinguish. Yeah, a lot more depth. But there also is a lot of depth. So I noticed that there was a lot of just, like, pretty scenes that, by the way, this was based on a book before it was a movie. A lot of pretty scenes that, like, sort of happen that kind of don't narratively connect um, which kind of was more reminiscent of like a book happening. Mm. Um, it was a book. That's right. Mm. Was a, Sam, send us a picture of this. I real. just remember Terrifying. the picture. But. Um, oh, okay. So there's a lot of scenes like that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of really like dark and adult scenes happening. And I'm wondering like how interesting that is that you have. All these like pretty little nothings to happen to keep the kitties entertained, but then all this like death and dying happening yeah. at the same time. Like you know, we thought the main characters died probably five times throughout the movie. I thought that was kind of wonderful that you have that sort of thing. And no, watching it as an adult, like I kind of I, I appreciate oh, I it more because death is a part exactly. of life. Yeah, death you don't really yeah. it when no. you're a kid. Yeah, and Sam's so, on to. I think, yeah. Maybe yeah, well, teach the kids about death, like a one-to-one sort of thing, like Sesame Street would. But I think it's sort of important to like look back on and be like, hey, this movie I really liked when I was a kid. It had a lot more deeper themes than I realized. And maybe you know it's better for that mm-hmm. themes than I realized, and then just like you know, pretty little nothings, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. And we will definitely get a little deeper into like the death scenes and like how that works in the in this movie. But we still got to get general thoughts. Uh, let's go to Justin next. I'm Justin. Um, how, yeah. Hi, Justin. <laughs> yes, you uh, are. Uh, how how much have you watched this movie beforehand, and what did you think about so it today? It's one of those things where like I knew that I I know I'd seen it, and I know I mm-hmm. like I'd seen the cover probably on like a VHS tape that I would see when looking in like the attic and stuff. But I didn't remember any of the plot. I just remembered there was a toaster and he was little and he was, he was brave. And okay. it turns out he was yeah. um, at the, it, for like one minute. Um, I liked the movie, um, but it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> You're right. It was weird. It was weird stuff that happened in the movie, and it made me uncomfortable, and it made me feel things I didn't think I'd feel tonight. But here we go. Oh God! All right. So we we we, we will dig deeper into your deep feelings, I guess. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, um, D- Dylan, uh, uh, have you watched this movie before, and uh, what did you think about it? So I've not seen this movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, and people are giving me crap about this, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> after watching, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those nostalgic things. That's all. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I could. Uh, well, it was weird to watch for the first time. Now, um, this is a very weird movie. This would not be made now. <laughs> and, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know if it's good. It was just very weird. And uh, there's every five minutes uh, we're teasing one of the appliances dying, and I was uh, really hoping that they would every time. Dylan wanted to pull the plug. I really did want to pull the plug on every one of them. Not that the toaster was not oh the main character, God. so that was uh, false advertising. Who was the main <laughs> um, character? I never said the brave little toaster the main character. It said there was a brave little toaster. Yeah, he, okay, he was there, but every I cared about everyone else more than him. So. Well, it's a, that's what happens with ensemble casts sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah. truly that's an ensemble. Depressing. I loved the because he's the main character. Who is the main I, so, character? The toaster, maybe. Well, it, it, it's it's a group. It's a group effort. They all like um, switch, yeah. switch off main roles in the movie. I, yeah. I uh, this is this is a really weird movie. So it's an interesting choice for us to talk about. Here. Well, I think that that's what we here at Overly Animated After Dark should focus on. Like the strange. Is, is that movie. a we? Is that a real? Thing? Well, b- based on this and Rango, which are the only two editions of this that exist so far, oh, I is think this that what that's... you guys do here at After Dark. Yeah, we, we focus on weird movies that people don't really think about, but are important to the legacy of animation, right? Next time, and I, we're uh, going to do, like, Shark Tale. I've never seen that has had as much an effect on animation <laughs> you would hope. I guess that Will Smith is it's now the only thing Will Smith is known for. Yeah, but um, I'll just say quickly, uh, this is, was my first time watching the movie as well. And I agree that it's a weird movie. Uh, honestly, though, I was impressed by it. I think that it's a pretty good movie. I think that it's uh, there are there are some scenes that like when they decide to go all in on the uh, I don't think I think horror is a strong word, but when they go in on like making it the making them putting them in peril like i think that that is interesting and something that you don't usually see from films animated like this and that that's something to and it feels almost like a 
like a show that could exist today on like in the Netflix adult animations <laughs> section almost <laughs> because it, it it feels weird that like children's animation doesn't use, I mean it, it's getting there it's getting back there now but I feel like it, right now it's still a hesitance towards like actually like showing the characters dying on screen and like that happens at the very beginning of this movie and later like we see ca- cars getting crushed and whatnot so like i like the 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 bluntness of it it's something refreshing in a way when you say it could have been a netflix series it's actually i feel like what if it gets rebooted <laughs> the new black mirror is just <laughs> Brave little no one's, no one's rebooting yes. <laughs> for thirty seasons. <laughs> well, you say that, but actually, you don't it know that it was picked up for a remake uh, for uh, for rights to remake it in like twenty twelve, but it nothing has happened. Wow. But like, it, yeah, the, I the wonder idea, why the idea is out there. And actually, I picked up a a slash film article from two thousand nine because Brave from Pixar was coming out, and there was actually speculation at the time that Brave was going to be a remake of Brave Little Toaster by oh Pixar. Oh my god, <laughs> that's, like, that's hilarious! Oh, that's Can you imagine? Pixar made Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> so, well, they did. It's Dude, Toy Story, right? Well, yeah, right. They would, like, take the balls out of it. This movie had, like, a lot of guts, for like, especially for its time. Yeah. Right. I feel like if they made this nowadays like, and tried to sell it to, like, the Pixar audience, it would not be the same. That would not have that much, like, dark content. He's like, oh, I'm going to toaster, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck that, man. Part of the reason that this is able to take risks is because it got it got sent away from Disney and, like, an independent studio is able to do it. And so, like, they're able to go a bit more far out than what Disney at the time would have been able to do. And uh, also, I pulled up the, na- the names of, like, people who worked later. For example, the co-writer of this movie, Joe Ramft, went on to get an, a, a screenplay nomination for Toy Story. So that's one kind of mention. Uh, but I have, okay, I have a hot take. This is a better movie than Toy Story. I didn't even like Toys, this movie that much. Honestly, Honestly, I agree. Yeah, I watched Toy oh, Story. Oh, okay. This is so much more interesting. I watched Toy Story pretty recently. Back, and I think that Dylan's too drunk right now. No, <laughs> no, 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 hear me out. I watched Toy Story. Like, yeah, yeah, let's let Sam explain this. I watched yeah, Toy Story yeah. a couple weeks ago. I watched all of them a couple weeks ago, and they were like, oh, they're okay. Toy Story is a little bit darker than your average Pixar slash Disney fair these days. But I feel like the Brave Little Toaster, it has more more bravery, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Than anything like directly associated with the Disney does. Yeah, well, it has more nuance, like Michelle said. I mean, to- Toy Story mm-hmm. almost certainly has like a more coherent and concise plot. Uh, this movie is all over the place, yeah. but there's more interesting things happening. Yeah, uh, I would say like the so closest com- flower thing because that was like pretty legit. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I want to like, get to that. The way I interpreted that like, as a child, like I didn't know what to think. I just knew I was supposed to be sad, and I sure felt sad, but I didn't know why. Because that's six. But now it's like. You know, the flower is all alone. It's on this grassy hill by itself. It sees what it thinks is another flower. And then he, like, the toaster leaves because it's his reflection only. And the flower gets so depressed about the other flower leaving or what it perceives as the other flower leaving that it starts to, like, lose its petals and droop and shit. Like, that's so sad. Technology is killing nature. That's the real metaphor. It was so desperately like clinging to the toaster, trying to physically stop it from leaving too. You just like it's just really sad. Like I really feel for that. 
hour. That was probably the weirdest scene in the movie. <laughs> I know. No, the clown part is the weirdest. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'll just quickly say, like, with the Toy Story comparison, I think that the closest comparison is Toy Story 3 spoilers when they get at the end, when they're in that dumpster and they're about, they're like that's coming the to terms. Yeah, coming to terms with them dying. I think like that's like the closest one to one with what this is doing. It's but, like, it's, it's spread it out over three movies. So. Yeah, exactly. This is what the. Alan, if you want to see any of the Alan, Toy Stories. Forgetting, though, the. This is better than all three Toy Stories combined. Okay? No, the mishmash appliances yeah. are Sid's That's toys. Sid. That's Sid. So there's multiple parts that are directly pulled from this movie. Yeah, clearly Toy yeah. Story 3 is a better movie, but uh, this is better than I Toy Story 1. Toy Story 3, it had like maybe a couple moments that were better Toy than Story 3. Toy Story 2. So, I'm like, so that's. excited true. for Toy Story 4. My waifu's back. <laughs> Why are you excited for it? Both is back. Yeah, it's gonna be oh, bad. Oh, but, okay. They're uh, gonna fuck that movie, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, Don't call him Woody for nothing. Uh, the, um, uh, other other people that were involved in this include uh, Mark Dindal, who went on to direct The Emperor's New Groove and Chicken oh, Little. Uh, also, um, Glenn Keane, who is a famous uh, Disney Renaissance animator. He'd be like on Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. He like directed an Oscar-winning short with Kobe Bryant. So like there, the, and so there are a lot of like famous animators specifically on this film. And I want to ask like about the aesthetic of this because I. Uh, I think that it's uh, very specific to 80s Disney-like, but, like, was there anything that stood out to you? Did it look normal? What, did, any thoughts on what the look of this movie is like? Can I just say one thing? Not because of the Disney animators in this movie, but whoever <laughs> chose to... Oh, this is going to sound stupidly sexist, but I'll get to the Go point. Go for it. Yeah, the, yeah. the way that they, like, animated the toaster to have, like, actual colored eyes, I wasn't sure when I was a child... Because I watched a lot of anime. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be a girl or not. Because <laughs> he was the only one that had <laughs> eye colors. And because they made him like super big. Yeah. But well, it's supposed terrible. to be a, a dude. And that's my feminist discourse for this movie. There's no female characters in this movie. Except, except for yeah. the girlfriend. Except, except for the lesbian. Yeah. No, no, no. No, there was no, the no, tape player that had titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all of the all of the main characters are male coded, even though the toaster is voiced by a woman. I'm sorry, but, uh, someone yeah. had spinning hypnotic breast, Dylan. What is not to be feminist about? Yeah, that? it was like five seconds. That was it. <laughs> they were I fell in trance. That felt like three days. Oh yeah, so that's what cars in the junkyard, but they, I don't know, they all died. So I don't know. No, uh, no. This old- movie falls into the storied history of inanimate objects having to be gender coded as male, which we've discussed before. Now, I would like to read a, a portion from the Wikipedia, which is actually very relevant to this. Uh, it says here that okay. direct, director Reese, who had conceived Toaster as a female character, later recalled an anecdote where a crew member slammed the door and walked out because he had hired a woman to play the lead role. Wow! But however, <laughs> later it just ends up that the dialogue is, is Toaster's a male. So, like, it's I, I don't know where. The, wow. where the transition happened, but apparently it was originally supposed to be female. So, that <laughs> coworker was so upset about a toaster being a lady toaster that he left this, his job over this it. This is truly the precursor to Pixar, if that's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> 
Oh boy. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, besides uh, um, the gendering, uh, any other comments on the look of this? Yeah, it's weird. Okay, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's... It's a lot of different styles and colors. What movie did we watch? Era, so I don't know. Like, Toy you story. could tell it was lovingly painted every frame, which is nice, I guess. Was it? They're good what? music. There were, like, yeah, good songs. Especially the, the beginning, it felt like pretty memorable. Yeah, like I, in the beginning of the movie, I felt like I was in the MoMA and I was very confused for a minute. Like, Justin, what did you think of Mr. Potato Head in this movie? <laughs> oh. Don Don Rickles was—he's dead. Uh, uh, he's okay. in Toy Story Four, anyway. Okay, we're not talking about Toy Story. We are talking about the Brave Little. <laughs> I thought we were. It's the same <laughs> movie. <laughs> It's not the same movie because in Toy Story, do, do we have the flower being sad in the middle? Oh, yeah. No, there's nothing that brave. Wait, there are so many sad okay. actors. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Asian guy dies too. Like, he's so sketch. And they every, just no, everyone dies at least once. Yeah, yeah the yes. Asian guy's totally dead, and they just keep on their conversation like nothing happens. Like, Dude, this- he's right there. He's dead in the window. So uh, this movie is is a JRPG second to last dungeon where you have a death scene for everyone and then they're actually alive at the end. So an hour um, yeah, I get the <laughs> reference, Dylan. Okay, well, <laughs> that's what like, they did. I'll, I'll ask um, about like death being a big thing in this movie. Yeah, now it, it's 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 cart- it's cartoony, and aside from the air conditioner, no one actually dies, and even the air conditioner at the end returns. So is this part maybe overhyped or are you, are you are you guys still like are you still taken aback by just the amount of it? I mean That's all the, the number one takeaway. Wait, wait, car, the, what was car, your number one takeaway? The the cars each oh, yeah. life story and then brutally die. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's the biggest thing that stands out is that it's so violent and there's death teases like for the entirety of the movie. Yeah, no one actually dies, but it's still like all focused on there's traumatic scenes of the character, the characters we don't love but don't actually love, like almost dying. Like um, it's it's very uh, it would be very traumatic. I feel like for children. Yes, it's How not. It's not. You're wrong though. It's it's traumatic for adults because as adults you have so much more context but when you're a kid you just kind of accept like okay so they're they're dead and they're scared of dying and they're dead now well okay the movie's going to this different place now so i guess i'll just watch that now that the dead part's over like i literally think that's how kids like think about things because you know when you're a kid you have like no real control over your life and everything is already scary because it's out of your hands so I think, like, in a way, like, kids can deal with this a lot better. But, like, as an adult, you see that, and you're like, shit, that's, like, really upsetting. I don't want to die. But I think it's because we have more autonomy, and we like to think we have more choices, and we won't just, like, get smashed into a cube. But, like, as a kid, like, I think you can honestly handle it a little better. It doesn't phase you quite as much as being an adult. That's my hot take. Anyway. I'm an adult. Well, I was I'll, really rooting for everyone to die in this movie. Wow, Dylan, you're wow. an asshole. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> uh, uh, don't call my senpai an asshole. Why? Thank you. Okay, I guess that leads us into the discussion for like of the characters of this movie. Like, would we think about them, or if you have a favorite? Uh, Justin, I seem sounds like you have a favorite. Um, what? Hey. 
Me, I'm the favorite. Oh, oh, you're Senpai? Okay, never, never <laughs> mind. Villain Senpai! Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, I thought you were referencing a character. No. My favorite is the lamp with the lips, okay? That's my favorite character. No! Lampy! Lampy! Lampy, no, no, no. Michelle, make your case for Lampy. Not Lampy, no, not that one. Well, well, I don't want to make speak. a case for Lampy. I mean, I Lampy's fine. He... I guess let... Lampy's like the middle of the road, right? He's not like a curmudgeon like the vacuum, but he's not like hopeful like Blanky. He's just kind of in the middle. Maybe he's like the everyman, you know, because he hates the radio, which I guess is like hashtag relatable, but he's not like strongly like hopeful or strongly grouchy. He's just like kind of in the middle. But he does try to save Blanky in the forest when he electrocutes himself. Like at least he had a moment of like being legit. I think they all had a moment, right? Like vacuum had a moment. Yeah. Can I Blank talk you? about the radio? Sure. Talk, talk about the radio. Talk about the radio. I, I went on quite an emotional journey with the radio because um, uh, ra- radio really voiced by John Lovitz. So. I, I fucking despise this radio in the first five. It would not shut oh. up in the first five minutes. And True. but but then <laughs> it was not talking all the time. And by the end I grew to love it. Because um, it was the the funniest and the most uh, d- d- real, and da- I, I grew this emotional connection. Once it love turned into hate, you know, two sides of the same coin. And uh, this, this radio, I was rooting for its survival more than any other of these dumb appliances. Um, so the radio w- won my heart in the end. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you say that the radio is it gets okay. Although I do get a little bit annoyed by its re- its old timey references. At some point, that gets a little irritating. But yeah, did I, you know I, this movie was set in like the '60s or something? I, did you know that? I did not know no, that was, going into this. It was so. the, the early '70s into the '80s, I would say. But the okay. radio is playing Brooklyn Dodgers broadcast. That's yeah. like from the fifties. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex Jolson, that means is wild. And, and he's only playing like Al Jolson and Cab Calloway. Those are references from like the forties and fifties. Maybe he's a hand-me-down radio. Man. Cab Calloway was actually the thirties, and Cab Calloway actually has a really interesting connection to animation history with Betty Boop and uh, the banning of like. Just, there's some interesting Cap. I'm too drunk to talk about it, but like... No, you're right, you're right. And, uh, <laughs> sure Sam, Sam, are you saying that the time has passed by the radio and it's really 20 years later, but he's still stuck in yes! his past? Cal- wow, that's Cal- so sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, um, a- Ali, do you have a favorite character out of this group? <laughs> oh, that's what we're talking about? Wait, out of which group? Though? Yes! Or just in the movie. Um, do you have a favorite character in the movie? The lesbian wife. Yeah, it's Chris! Chris! Probably. She's so good. Oh, is that a real character? <laughs> yes, oh, she's that's the master's girlfriend. She's oh in here for like two seconds. Master. I have to say, Michelle made this point while we were watching the movie. It's very weird to hear the word master. Master? Yes. I know! Master is just the thing you don't want to hear when you're over the age no. of probably 18, 16. 20. Yeah. Like, it's, it's for race cool. reasons or sex reasons? Both. <laughs> Literally it's both. All of those. I swear to God. But no, favorite character for the um, appliances, it would either be the toaster because main character syndrome or the vacuum because he's the tsundere. The vacuum yeah, yeah, is I, such a good character. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think my favorite is the vacuum. Kirby. Yeah, he's 
Kirby. Was he named after the video game character? Yeah, Kirby? because he sucks things. No, apparently there's a Kirby, there's a Kirby brand vacuum. Oh. Yeah, there is. Okay. Wow. Wow. What are you gonna do? Suck me to death? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I literally <laughs> choked on the podcast or in the watching when that happened, y'all. Um. But, but yeah, that vacuum it provides uh, um, the balance for the other characters being very silly. He's the grumpy person. So he acts like, I think, uh, Michelle, I'm stealing yeah. this from you, but he's like the Squidward of this group. And you kind of you kind of need need that balance in this kind of a crew. And so I, I appreciate uh, Kirby very much. Around, right? I feel like yeah. he's really jaded because he's like the oldest. So like, you know, he's seen shit. And Sam had the Sam had the head can't balance me. His wife fell down a waterfall, and that's why he has PTSD. And like all that. But then he like that scene made more sense with that head cannon. That makes sense. He saved all of them from the the rushing rapids, and so he like you know he has his moment of being like yeah like maybe like I have this like hard exterior Squidward vibe, but like I honestly do care about all of you, and I saved your butts, and I love you, but I won't tell you that. And I just love it. What a great character. Kirby's my favorite for sure. Hashtag Squidward vibes. But uh, in the beginning, he's yeah. like, so you don't like him, right? And then he's like, grows on you so quickly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a good character. Yeah. He's a yeah. underneath his heart shell. Yeah. So all in all, I think that character work is good in this movie. Ask, ask Sam about her favorite Oh, character. yeah. Wait, Sam, have you shared your favorite character? All right. So my favorite was Blanky. So oh, okay. everybody shut the fuck up. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> let, let me say. No one said anything. Well, let's open no, the, no one open the floor. Open the floor. You gotta, you're all let's... fucking drunk, and I know you're gonna say shit about it. Did you know this movie had a 2.3 million box office? That's not that no, much. No, that's well, amazing. Well, exactly. hey, Dylan, I said shut the fuck up. Probably yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, Dylan, that's actually because it wasn't actually released theatrically wide release. But Sam, go on. All right. So my favorite was Blanky because all right, when I was growing up. I was the youngest of four children, and Blanky is the youngest of these mm. five-ish. I don't remember the number of <laughs> appliances there are, but I could I could relate to the Blanky because he was like he was just so young and emotional and full of sentimentality for the one that like loved them and raised them essentially, and I could feel that especially when I was a kid and now. And I don't know, I thought he was so cute and just reminded me of me as a younger person. And, you know, the main memories I have with the Brave Little Toaster is of this blank in his fucking head and how it's supposed to be an electric dial, but I always thought it was the cheese thing. <laughs> I thought it was so What? What? So, wait, it's, it's, it's an electric blanket? Yes. yes. We talked about this. So oh. that's why Blanky is my favorite character, because he reminds me of myself when I was a kid. Wait, wait. Can we get right. to the real? You also had a face real no one understood. Yes, <laughs> I would wow. argue nobody oh. could understand my face. I, I, I want to talk about the real discourse of this movie, which is the best scene of the movie. We go, <laughs> we go to. to I think it's Lampy and Toaster. Toaster. Does the uh, Toaster like opines about his gay feelings? Ship is born. He's like, why are Toaster being blank? Blanket. What happened? I'm just trying to say. He's like, well, it's like a warm feeling. Like how you feel about Master. Yeah, it's totally ship now for real. Toaster and Blanky forever. Like, what is that scene about? It's about to- 
monster is in love with Blanky. That's entirely what it's about. Yes! There's no other reading. Yeah! Yay, bitch! Well, what, if I, what if I ruin it by saying it's more of a parental relationship? Exactly. No, I mean, it could be Master, a different form of love. Daddy, it's love it's a baby. Death. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Can't get uh, fucking like pedophilia incest here. <laughs> Toaster and Blanky is really the OT. I mean, there's no no expansion on that after that scene, but that was the true OTP of him. Yeah, this is why I don't get invited to these. That was kind of weird that that was the only scene where it came up where like you know Lamp and. Well, you could say that about most the of the plot. Interesting. <laughs> it's not their fault. They had a lot to do after that. They couldn't think about their feelings. Where's our, where's, our, uh, where's our Katara and Aang like epilogue where I they kiss at the God. end oh, after okay. all the action has happened? I mean, come on. That's um, in the sequel. They go to Mars. They kiss on Mars. It's the honeymoon. <laughs> okay, we got to green light the sequel. Then. No, it already, yeah. it, it already ha- they already went to Mars, buddy. But uh, you can go when. Go look and at Brave that. Little yeah. Toaster goes to Mars, Dylan. Yeah, that's yeah. fake news. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask that cool. Blanky is kind of, like, I guess, the emotional pull of this uh, show because, like, he's the one who initially misses that's the, the master the most. And then, yeah. uh, well, I'm not, I'm, like, I'm, I'm asking, like, do you care enough about Blanky? Because it seems, at least to me, it seemed like the movie is trying to make him the emotional center for most of the movie until we shift to Toaster doing his dramatic act at the end. But for most of the movie, I think it's Blanky who is being the driving force. But uh, I don't know if Blanky is strong enough of a character to really do that. Maybe that's part of why it feels so disconnected at times. Wait, why haven't we watched the two sequels yet? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for ignoring me, Dylan. (laughs) Someone just posted a picture of the second movie, and it's... Uh, I know, it's it's pretty wild. Okay, so so nobody cares about Blanky's emotional arc, fine. I agree, I agree. Blanky was the focus of the first half. Sam cares! I'm an emotional person, and I can yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Can, um, the, can the picture for this podcast be the blanket's face in the in yes, the book? Yes. Oh, uh, in, in well, yes. just use the cover. Instead. The one from no the book. Context. Uh, um. Let's see. Another big part of this movie is the music, because as of the time, many animated movies were musicals, and this has uh, four original songs: "A City of Light," "It's a B Movie," "Cutting Edge," and "Worthless." Um, do you guys have? These are the weirdest song insertions that I've ever seen. B Movie's uh, my favorite. Have oh, you ever same. seen Dylan? What about Shrek? No, well, Shrek. Shrek's make more sense, okay, than this movie. They kind of yeah, do. like Shrek is using music that exists, but like these are created specifically for this very weird themed movie. So that's why the songs also feel a little weird. For example, it's a B movie, which is about the 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 appliances being mishmashed together as if they were Frankenstein's monster. Wait, what? Because uh, a B movie. Yeah, the movie. So rude. Where's Adam Sandler? Uh, okay. Uh, Justin, can you elaborate on what you enjoyed about that sequence? <laughs> because it's nothing but references to like crappy horror movies. They reference Vincent Price in a kids movie. Like, as someone who enjoys terrible crappy horror movies, specifically of the Italian and Australian variety, I fucking love that song, man. 
And I loved it because it was going for like a disco vibe too, which is like very um, incongruous with the rest of the movie, but like, it's a good beat. So like it it was a, it was a weird combination, but like for me that, that, that song really What does it kids call it these days? A bop? Oh God! Uh, no one said one of them was a bop. I don't remember. It was. A, it was definitely a bop. The first one. Yeah. Would any of these songs make it on a kids' bop album? Is the question. Oh, only, uh, only kids' bop. All of them, especially worthless. We... Best kids' yeah. bop song. Fucking emo panic at the disco song. <laughs> yeah. uh, I first uh, heard Skater Boy on a kids' bop CD. True story. Have you ever heard the "Take Me to Light" the 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 Evanescent song of True Kids Bob? That's I think that, that would have fit in with this movie. That's um, worse. <laughs> so, um, of Evanescence, um, other songs that are similar to so- stuff they sing is is worthless. Um, anybody want to comment on that? Because that's like the song that's airing in are like the climax Evanescence of the movie. Uh, no, but they sometimes sing about you feeling worthless. It's and worthless. Like, That's when all the cars are like d- dying on screen. Yeah, they're so turning into cubes. That's darker yeah. than anything in the past fifteen years of kids' movies. Yes, it was. is that darker than Bing Bong? Truly? Oh my god, yeah. Yes, because like that's going for like weepy sadness, but this is going for more like defeated sadness. You know. Who's your friend that likes? <laughs> No, I counter, I counter. You know what was sadder? From Hyperion Animation, the Proud Family movie. Oh my god. No one's really? seen that. Who's, yeah, see, who's seen that? There's a sad scene. I didn't know they had I didn't know there's a movie. We should watch that. About George Washington Carver's evil twin. Okay. Wait, what? Okay. Uh, 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 moving on. Um, uh, and, and any thoughts? Any thoughts on the other musical sequences? Uh, we have City of Light at the beginning, which is just like them going to a frolicky garden. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Does Paris own City of Lights? Like all yes. cities have lights, so like aren't they that's allowed? That's true, man. It's true, but that's how they refer to it. Sure, but New York uh, yeah. doesn't sleep. Tokyo is on crack. Paris has lights. Sure. And uh, Cutting Edge is an ode to 80s capitalism about how technology is going to kick all our asses. Um, I, the- that was really weird, too. <laughs> I kind of thought it was brilliant in its own way. Sort of like how, you know, in the 80s, there were still dissonance of this whole consumerism thing that was happening during the Reagan era. And I don't know, like, I thought it, I thought it was interesting how these animators thought like hey yuppies are like a bunch of bullshit so let's just fucking write a song about it like i thought that was nice yeah that, yeah that no it, it made sense and it like it's, it's interesting that the villains of this movie are the 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 quote new version like the, te- the updated technology right Dude. like they're the villains of this movie were they actually the villains that they showed up like the last 20 minutes well that's kind okay, of the so problem. here's the th- here's the thing here's the thing the first 45 minutes of this movie are coherent <laughs> um and then we just have plot stuff happen after that there's plot stuff happening one after another that says no precursor in the movie and doesn't make any sense so the narrative is terrible but it's interest kind of interesting weird things happening Be- but none of it has any lead up yeah, and like we we have the 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 scene of them in the parts store, and like that 
it's a very interesting scene, but like it does it obviously there's not really a lead up to them getting there. They're just like rescued from quick quick mud. That by feels this very dude. Toy Story though. Yeah. That the parts to like uh, you could, the toys uh, find themselves in this uh, terrible place and then they have to yeah. As a yeah. kid, I thought I would deal with a lot more quicksand than I have as an adult. Yeah, man. Dude, do you watch John Dumb Mulaney? Uh, yes, that's where I heard that from. Yeah, <laughs> John, John Mulaney. Jeez, John Mulaney. Who wheezed? You have to ask. It's out. It was a very audible wheeze. John Mulaney played Spider Ham. Yes, John, John Mulaney has it's been in an animated yeah. movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Michelle. No, no, no it wasn't. I don't wheeze. It was Sam. It was Sam. <laughs> that was Sam, yeah. Weezy's the character <laughs> in Toy Story track. 2. <laughs> Dude, I that watched was John Mulaney special. Like, John Mulaney in Toy Story 2? No, no, no. no Weezy's Weezy. the character in Toy Story 2. He's Spider-Pig. He's Jesus. Wait, where would Spider Pig have fit in in this movie? That's the real question. Uh, well, Spider Pig it, wasn't invented yet. Well, Spider Pig is of no, the legacy Spider-Man of, ta- of t- talking. In- well, they're they're talking animals in this movie. Like there, there's a there's a part where we go into the field and they're like beavers. Can we, can we discuss okay, no, wait, the, the, the squirrels can talk, logistics. but then the dog doesn't talk. Yeah. Spider Ham. So why, sure. why do they talk just because they have electricity? I want to talk about that. Like, uh, what's what's the rules of this world? So the rules of this world is you get to talk if they want you to talk. The end. Uh, <laughs> one fridge was sentient and the other one wasn't. Wait, Michelle, what were you saying? If you're an appliance, you talk. But if you're not an appliance, you don't talk. That's the logic. But so then why do some talk? animals talk? I think calling a electric well, an appliance is generous. Yeah. Why could the but, why was the fridge in the part store um sentient but not the fridge in the cabin? Because the the fridge in the cabin was already dead, it given up. But the one the oh, store is still oh, yes. Yeah, oh. They tried corpse, to ride a corpse. Yes, yes. exactly. That's dark, yes. <laughs> well, the whole movie's already. I wonder if there are like appliances that are old enough that they were built before the ability to become sentient. Like, what if that fridge was the oldest appliance in that house? Alex, oh, your boy, mind maybe. is just like galaxy mind. Like Jesus, man, <laughs> you're so smart. <laughs> galaxy mind. Like, I'm, I'm not like being like fucking funny with that. I'm, I'm like, uh, okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I guess just uh, touching on brief pieces that we haven't talked about. Um, at the beginning, the orchestral music is very heavy. I think that calms down later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, but like in the beginning, it's very noticeable, like how loud the music is over like the sequence of like the, us meeting the characters and then doing chores and all. But uh, yeah, so some music was loud. It's uh, very dramatic, also. Like energetic. yeah. Well, like, it was very orchestral, right? It feels weird. Um, yeah, we, we get introduced to air conditioner around here, and he is like telling them to come to terms with the fact that their master is gone forever, and they should just uh, be happy with their lives. As apparently, <laughs> air conditioner is a Jack Nicholson impression. Yeah, that's what the media says. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did kind of sound like Jack Nicholson. A little. Air bit. conditioner was my favorite. No, why? You you liked the mean this person in the movie okay yeah. <laughs> i like the voice it was good 
Yeah, so that that's Phil Hartman, who is Saturday Night Live guy. Um, so and he he gets angry about being stuck in the wall, and he blows up, and so that's our first taste of death. Oh, that was an actual death. Our like, first that was, taste uh, really of death. Tragic. Yeah, he died. He legit died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't continue the movie. I would just turned it off after that. I was too heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they keep uh, seeing cars. Uh, the blanket has a hallucination that his uh, master is back, but then it's actually not that. And uh, they, they decide to go look for the master. Um, they they figure out this battery trick to power of the vacuum tied to rolling chairs. In less like than that, two seconds. Yeah, you're actually paying attention to the plot. Wow, I'm yeah, impressed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, there's a lot of puns in this movie. I don't think we've mentioned the puns, but like I think. Okay, the, so at the start, at the start, this movie is entire. The script is entirely puns, and we kind of get past that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's another thing that like fades away as you get deeper into the movie, and like they focus more on the death. But like in the beginning, it's like, hey, the sun is a really big lamp. <laughs> it's like okay sure it is you know their mind at that point it was like just expanding into galaxy mind it's that tim and eric gif of um what's his face eric just going <laughs> it's that it's that meme of like the 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 guy with the with the brain is normal but then like when he comes to a deeper opinion his brain is exploding sort of thing like sure. that galaxy brain uh we're explaining memes here to dylan uh, i guess that's what this has come to yes. um, i understand the meme yes. i don't understand why it's been repeated many times that's okay. my confusion okay fine um they, they eventually show up at this uh, o- oasis with, with like a bunch of dancing animals and stuff we mostly talked about that um there's like a frog diving line there's some like it was that's so weird there's that's actually well, why, a, why is that there i want to comment that that's sequence. actually a very nicely animated shot of like the fish di- uh, falling with the worm and the frogs in like a circle on the water like that that particular shot was very well animated i want to say it was uh, yeah it lo- it yeah pretty. no it was the choreography was nice it made no like sense that that so, was yeah, yeah. happened it, it, it but it, no purpose. it was nice <laughs> yeah so it just depends on what you're looking for yeah um we 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 touched on the sad flag but i don't think we've dived into why it affected some people here so much like who who said that they were affected by the sad flower michelle Uh, okay well ali tell me like what is the deeper meaning behind this scene of the toaster meeting a happy flower and then meeting a sad flower deeper meaning i'm too drunk for anything (laughs) It's, well, okay, so the flower, I guess, it was isolated its whole life, right? Because it was a right. bush. And it was just that ray of light to keep it living. Then it thought it met, I guess, its soulmate. And then it immediately ran away. So it was like, oh, fuck. Somebody came to me after all these years and I've been all alone. No one's ever going to come to me again. And then it killed itself, I guess. Or it started to die. Yeah! Mm-hmm. It started to give up on, on life. It was, it was so it, I didn't. I really didn't get it as a kid. I was like, "What the fuck is its problem?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's just yeah. really depressed uh, and isolated." It didn't yeah, grow man. in a field of flowers. It just <laughs> literally <laughs> the bush was surrounding it. <laughs> so yeah. Like, wow. yeah. yeah, lots of depictions of uh, moments of, of depression in this movie, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I, well, I think the vacuum also gets something like that later in the movie. I guess uh, being like an appliance to be consumed is kind of depressing because that's your own y- only use in life, you know. 
Yeah, although, like, this is the same thing with, like, Toy Story, where, like, it seems that they're okay with their role, but at the same, like, they're they're to the point where they want to stick with their master to help them do the, the tasks that they know how to do. So, like, in one sense, like, they're sad, but also it seems like that's what's keeping them alive. Well, dude, what is what are you going to do in college besides, like, sit on a shelf and Andy's going to look up at it and be like, hey, remember when I played with Woody? That was fun. I'm never going to play with him again. Like, fuck that, man. Oh, he's gonna take Woody to college with him and make him watch him jack off. Hopefully, he puts Woody in like the closet so that he doesn't have to see that. Oh, yeah, he turns his face around in shame. Yeah, I mean, imagine his favorite deputy. Well, like, imagine being in college and saying you have a toy named Woody and you play exactly. with it. You play with Toy Woody. Story 3 Broke Back Mountain. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, let's hear anything. Uh, oh, so, yeah, Blanket uses himself as a tent. Uh, that's <laughs> kind of like good, I guess. So. And that's when the gay scene happens. <laughs> pitching yeah. a tent. Yes, yes. Um, oh, oh pitching a tent. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, funny, Alex, man. Yeah. The, uh, that was my joke. Yeah, I stole it from Justin. <laughs> oh, um, my God. So at, right after the slash fix situation, which we have already discussed, um, there's a nightmare sequence that Toaster has where he's oh, burning yeah. toast and he kills his master. And then there's a clown <laughs> and he uh, shoots yeah. a host or fork. Firefighter clown. Scary. Yeah, so the, the, that, that sequence was very impressive in its weirdness. So good, good on that. I'm going for Halloween as this year now. You're going no, as the firefighter clown. No. Clown. His teeth are so out of control, you guys. I hate really it, man. Yeah. Why do people hate clowns? Yeah, Michelle, why do people hate clowns? Because! They because come out from the sewers and ask like, you if you want penis enlargement pills. It's, no. It, what? It's, it's a combination. I'm going to tell you why, okay? It's, okay. Okay. It's a combination of, like, the, the face paint and the gloved hands and like the rubber mm. shoes and like mm. the nose, like that stop, combination stop feels it. like. Some oh, kind do, of... Dylan, do you not like this? I know. I'm it's like a, it, there's something like <laughs> fake, sneaky, and aesthetically wrong about those pairing of things together in a in a creature that feels human but not a hundred percent human. Mm. Michelle, that's, that's what's wrong with clowns. About right now, what are you? That's what's wrong with clowns. Did you have that speech I prepared? <laughs> No, I thought that my whole life because I am. Of she is, <laughs> and that's what's wrong. So, yeah. So there I'm you impressed. go. That's the reason. That's why they're scary. All right, all right. Uh, um, the, 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 uh, sk- skipping ahead, there's like also something we haven't talked about. Where like it's the mat, the master. All of a sudden, wants his old appliances back, so he's gonna drive. To- the cabin. Well, and, no, and, no, and no, Alex. Multiple shots of them crossing each other's paths. Uh, yes, Sam? Alex, it wasn't all of a sudden. He wanted the appliances because he was going to college and, like, he needed them in his dorm room, so they're important. Is this blanket really important? Yes! Yeah! Security! He needs security in college, too! What if his girlfriend gets her period and has cramps? That's what the heated blankets are for. Uh, Even if it's, like, fucking, like, 70 degrees at night, I I still wear my blanket at night. I love my blanket. Yeah, blankets. (laughs) Thank you. Uh... 
Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we have this whole. Um, <laughs> Why is he doing shit ass right now? No words. Yeah. Who yeah, has a like vacuum? A, a bunch of cars getting crushed. I'm sorry. Who cleans? I feel like we skipped a who lot. Who cleans in college? Why does he need a vacuum? Nobody cleans in college. What about the, they get abducted. Yeah, we talked about, it, but they get abducted by the the dude who the repairs the things. Right, right. We, and, we, we, we mostly talked about the parts yeah. shop. But is there anything specific you want to pull out from that sequence that we haven't talked about yet? The fucking mutilation. The lamp with part? the lips. No. The lamp. With oh, the lips. oh, right. I guess we haven't talked about him, have we? But the blender we, we gets mutilated. Least, we need to spend at least ten minutes on this lamp. He's got like oh, an accent no. going on. Um, no. Do you want to know how to escape? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's, it, it's a real like uh, it's like an Igor impression. That's like the way that... Yeah, and uh, yeah. Oh, also in this, they they dissect a blender, which very um, violently as well as like hit the dude stabbing with a screwdriver. It's really ah, uh, Dylan, say something on uh, that. You had a you had a um, reaction. What I have a reaction to? The, 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 the guy stabbing. stabbing the the blender with the screwdriver. Or no? Oh, he died. Oh my god, that was so violent. <laughs> yeah. It was. That was. There's so much de- violent death. Like that was like. But it, like, it was, was trauma. It, that would have been traumatized. That's the thing about the death. A lot of it is just very morbid in this. Well, it, yeah. but it's no, artfully this, this done is... too because like at least that part like it's yeah, it was right. So like it. it yeah, so like it's it's that violent it in that traumatic. it feels that way, but it doesn't look that way. But it's like it's riding a nice balance, I think. Oh yeah, like, like I think Michelle said earlier, like it, children can watch this and not be uh, propelled by it, but it's significant enough that like even as an adult, you still feel it sticks something with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's definitely riding a nice line there, um, and uh, yeah. Um, the, the the dump stuff happens. There's a really evil magnet for some reason that like wants to do his job. He never <laughs> talks, man. Yeah, I feel like there's mis there. Like, if he did, I think it would it would be too loud. All the humans would hear him. No, he's the silent judge of humanity and like fucking sentient. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. He did almost Elaborate. kill a guy. All right, so he's just like falling around these fucking toasters and vacuums and shit. And he's just like not coming up. So like the guy almost finds the toaster and stuff like five times. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, why does he keep going after the toaster? Why? Because he he, he wants just to in for that toaster. He wants so... to feed on them. So oh, at the, at the... do they still have hope? Is that why he needs to eradicate yes! all hope? <laughs> wow, wow. It's true, Dylan. Because yeah, that's what the song is about. All those cars, oh are, my god! Uh, but they're not a priority because they're they already think they're worthless. But these these uh, these appliances have been through so much, and they have so much hope in them. Dude, you yeah. should get a doctorate in like animation. <laughs> Sam, your this is your theory. <laughs> Sam, this is your idea. I'm too inebriated to have that kind of thought. <laughs> no, it was you. I took it off. Piggyback oh off you. Playback the tape. <laughs> I yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but uh, oh, and I guess that we should begin ending by talking about the brave moment of the toaster. He dives into the gears and gets himself crushed Boy. up. The, Why did he die? The, the he, image goes yeah. all red, so it's like ah, and this stuff happens, and yeah, he he he, he dies. Yeah. Except that he gets rebuilt. So. It wasn't yeah. really a brave act. 
Yes! Because yes! he didn't know if he was going to live or not. He didn't you know if Master was going to... You brave. Look yep. at you, red badge of courage. <laughs> yeah, lower it's to live by. You don't have to die to be brave. Just remember, when you live for someone, you're prepared to die. Wow, that's what love is, man! That's love is! No, excuse me. Toaster is for Blanky only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blanky and Master. Dylan, I'm pretty sure cool. the blanket he, he, is a minor. Uh, okay. Uh, they're all appliances. Okay, here's another Here's another question. Why does the Master specifically the want this toaster? At the very end, we see that like he like p- takes toast out of the toaster, and he's chomping it in front of his girlfriend very like, ha-ha, I told you so. But like, what is special about the toast that this toaster can make? Because he's made here? of love. Oh, like the toaster! It's so it's it, a part of him now. Yeah, he has really fond memories of it. And he so, you do, so you don't think it's like a taste situation, it's just no, that... It's, Elaborate on this taste. Yeah. Well, see, what I was thinking is like maybe it's so old that like the toast Makes that you put in it like gets added flavor. You know, like an old <laughs> an old frying pan, right? Like it has all the flavors of stuff you cooked in it before. Oh, so, the flavors oh of this taste God. situation. Yeah, so like I think that, that, that might be just toast. Oh boy, I can't wait to have trash toast for breakfast. I mean, hey, he might be into that, hey. you know. <laughs> He uh, might but, be, actually. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just because he's a cheap motherfucker. Yeah, man. He just oh, fixes so his own goddamn broke-ass toaster in front of his gay girlfriend, and he's probably going to break up with her. <laughs> oh. How many years into college does uh, she realize she's gay? They have oh. a baby together, don't <laughs> oh, I think maybe two Wait, years. we need to watch maybe. the sequel. <laughs> we need to watch the Okay, so we're staying on to watch the second movie in podcast. Yeah, throw the toaster across the They have a fucking baby. Why did they do two more of this? <laughs> Wait, there are two more? I thought there was one more. Holy shit. The no, there's What's two. One? Where they run a fucking vet- veterinary lab and there are animals oh, everywhere. Dude, oh, dude. Allie, you're so right. <laughs> well, I feel it, like, oh, actually, is it a prequel before they have the kid? Because Who's seen all three? Me? Who's seen all three? I think I've seen <laughs> Why? When? When? I wasn't when? really any of them Wow. Uh, okay, can, can I just read something real quickly? So, The Brave Little yeah. Toaster to the Rescue was released in 1997. The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars was released in 1998. But in the canon of The Brave Little Toaster, The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars happens before The Brave yes. Little Toaster to the Rescue. What the fuck oh, is that? <laughs> I was what very is that mind fuck of a fucking lore, man? <laughs> the first one, and then there's the second one where they have the baby, and then it cuts back to them like... I guess after college when they have like a shitty startup job, yeah. but like uh, I don't know so, why they did it that way. Yeah, why do you watch all these sequels? Because, I because they like... were all too Disney, man. Master's name is officially Rob McGorty. <laughs> what? Oh, who cares? I'm calling him Master for this entire podcast, and I will continue to do so, that. Um, so I'm a quick. Uh, quickly, we, we called him a cheap ass, which reminds me, we haven't talked about mm-hmm. TV. Oh, yeah. Any, 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 fan, any love for TV? Star. He's the yeah. real star of this movie. He's the he one. He tried to save who, them, yeah. Yeah, he saves them. And he's really an unsung character of this movie. And I hope that he plays a bigger role in the other movies, but who knows? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, Sam, we'll find out in 10 minutes when we watch number two. No. <laughs> Who knows? Because, no, because, like, rabbit TV years have gone obsolete as of, like, 2008 or so. R- uh, rab.it? Oh. Uh, no! Rabbit well, ears, the fucking antennas! 
However, oh. yeah, now we have digital TV. Again. Oh my god. Do you people need to read Wikipedia sometime? Or like get in tune <laughs> with like your past. Get in tune with your past, losers. <laughs> they do have a baby. Guys, well, guys what's wait. a radio? Wait, wait, what? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I no. think I had an MP3 player that connected. It's that thing that's in the car that uh-huh. no one ever uses. Can we, can we do a modern remake of Brave Little Toaster where it's like an iPad? <laughs> yes! <laughs> an iPad, an iPhone, an iTouch. They're all like, who am I? It's all. It's just an Apple commercial. But no, the fucking that's how we radio sell will be like Alexa or something. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Alexa, exactly. And there's a Roomba in there. Yeah. Instead of the vacuum Being cleaner. Like, yeah. I don't want to spy on my humans. I like them. Why does the government have to know what they're up to? Allie, can green light this? Oh. You are a fucking visionary. <laughs> There is the fan cast of the Netflix series. It's right there for the taking. So, uh, or the, I guess the Disney Plus series, since maybe Disney Netflix still has rights. Netflix is really missing this. out. They kind of are. Not, uh, not greenlighting the sequel, this modern version of, of Ghost of Mars has a sink faucet played by Farrah Fawcett. Uh, good to know. Uh, we, we are now we are now, we are now finishing a sequel oh discussion, God. and we will begin wrapping up here. Wait, 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 uh, so, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yes. Before we wrap up, I forgot. Okay. We, did we talk about A one thirteen? Uh, well, you can mention it briefly that <laughs> there was a door oh, that's called okay. A one thirteen. Um, I I don't know if this is the first reference of A one thirteen in film. It probably isn't. Not. But uh, uh, yeah, so uh, er, early. Uh, before it ends up showing up in all the Pixar movies, uh, so yeah, that was the thing that happened, and I no, definitely noticed it now after twenty five years. Fun fact: a lot of the Pixar people worked on this movie, so that's right, why, right. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of Toy Story references and a lot of A one thirteen references because of the classroom and Cal Arts, you know. Yeah, yeah but, at, mm. but seriously, for a second, Pixar ripped off this movie. They did. <laughs> it's not a joke. They actually did. Yeah. <laughs> It really did. So, I didn't mean to scream that, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, we screamed at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> well, we already talked about it. This is how we introduced the podcast. And I guess this is how we're ending the podcast. Alex, uh, that was like five million years ago. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, 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 I'm quick, not trying uh, to be mean. I love you. Yeah, it's fine. I love you too, Sam. Um, so uh, qu- quick, uh, quickly, I don't. I just had this open. I haven't used it, but like since since the Brave Little Toaster wasn't released theatrically wide release, it got nominated for Emmy Why? for Emmys instead. But it <laughs> but it but it lost the animated program Emmy to a claymation Christmas celebration. So boohoo. Um, anyways, wow. Like, Checks out. Yeah. So the, there's trivia for you. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess the final thoughts before we leave here, thoughts on the, the Brave Little Toaster, its effect on animation in the future. Like, do you, like, let's do it this way. Do you think that the Brave Little Toaster affected anything about future movies besides being ripped off by Pixar? Like, do you think, like, the themes of this ever mattered again? Or is this, like, its own, like, little thing that uh, to be forgotten in time? Uh, Dylan, let's go to you first. No. Although we would have benefited had it happened because uh, modern animation movies are a homogeny of um, animation style and story and themes. And uh, Brave Little Toaster was brave and bold and uh, had yeah. we been brave. Uh. Yeah. And had we had we built on the stellar reputation of this uh, impeccable movie, then we would have be in a much better place now. I sense sarcasm in you, sir. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, sure. Let, let, let's go with that. Uh, Justin, uh, your your final thoughts here. 
I'm so fucking furious. I think this was the first appearance of A113, and that genuinely <laughs> upsets oh me. Oh my wow. god. Uh, is there like a? There's got to be like a Wikipedia article. Oh, I, I'm looking through it right fucking now, and it's uh, <laughs> one. Uh, so yeah, okay, good job, good job, us. <laughs> the second one was a Christian straight-to-video TV show. <laughs> this was Christian. No, no, the I, one, no. You're saying the second reference appeared oh. in some Christian TV show, but okay. Oh, okay. So is that is that your final thought, Justin? All right, uh, Allie, moving on to you. Final thoughts. This was a movie. <laughs> what? Huh? You're, you're welcome, uh, Allie. I did this. It was a movie that I watched, and I feel like it uh, might have been like seven thoughts. years since I watched it before today, and now I'm gonna wait another like 14 before I watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, no, but we're starting from right. the beginning and then doing a marathon of all oh, three of them. <laughs> I need to like have more than alcohol in me for the next one. <laughs> oh, what other else do you need? Get some like, of that, uh, cocaine. That Mary... I don't know. No, that Mary Jane, though. Seen it, so that, that means a lot. Uh, I just heard a great podcast on crack. <laughs> good, good for you. Uh, Sam, do you have any final thoughts about the Brave Little Toaster's effect okay. on history? <laughs> So I know that I'm kind of dumb drunk, and I know that during the movie, yeah, you're, you're, you've actually been the most coherent at the. At like really, the that's either. amazing. No, yeah. I'm the coherentest. No, go away, Justin. Uh, Sam, continue. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. God, hopefully people catch our Okay. Anyway. Sam? But I know that during the movie, I wasn't really feeling too into it. I was like, oh, this is kind of, you know, not really coherent. You know, it just kind of feels like a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after the fact, when I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, this is a really deep movie about some really great themes. And I know I said this earlier, that, like, people really need to pay attention to and really, like, accept in their lives. And I think, you know, if you're watching it, Either under the under the influence or above the influence, whatever have you. I think if you really think about it, it's a great movie about accepting your fate in this life and accepting, you know, death can come at any time. And accepting that you shouldn't make the best of it and what you have and go find your purpose in this life. And that's really what the vacuum cleaner and the rest of the appliances are doing. They're going to accept whatever comes in this life, whether it be a field of flowers or a fucking junkyard. They're, they are trying to make the best point. of what Dang. this life has to offer. And they're trying to find whatever may come and what might make them feel as good as they did when they were a kid. And I think that's a great message. You know, you should sort of, I don't know, find what makes you happy. And maybe that's preach, preach yeah. sister. Yeah, that, 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 that was beautiful. No, uh, Michelle, maybe, that, maybe that's just drunk me like saying that, but I think preach. that's true. Maybe you should just sort of find what makes you happy in this life. Look, at any time you could fall off of a waterfall or yeah, uh, like whatever. like you know, yeah. like you lost your mop wife or whatever. Yeah, but it's, yeah exactly. It's fine, you <laughs> know? I love oh, that I thought you said mob wife. <laughs> no, mop, mop, M O P. Mom. Your mom. Mom. Just try to find what makes you happy, even if it means like dying, you know? Shit. Because this is this is the only life that you have to live. YOLO. Yeah. Like don't, YOLO. Don't exactly. make it a stupid sacrifice for Drake is life. a real asshole, by the way, but we'll say that. <laughs> 
Okay, good, good, good. 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 Let, let's that. cut it off there. Uh, Michelle, I'm sorry that you have to follow that up, but like your, your final thought. I have to go off of that, following Sam's train of thought. So Sam, you're saying they need to find what makes him happy. I would argue that the thing that they find out is that each other is what makes them happy and they actually care oh. about each other a lot more oh. than they anticipate because at the beginning of the movie, you know, they're all kind of like out for themselves. Like they all care about the master. That's the only thing they have in common. But throughout the journey, they all have moments where they're trying to save either everyone else or one other person. And they all kind of rise to that challenge. And through that, they learn that like, wow, the people I'm going on these jour- this journey with is actually the people I care the most about in the entire world. And the master becomes like, yeah, it becomes the master himself becomes more of like an, an obsolete kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that's our goal abstractly. But whether we find him or not, like it's you guys right here that are my family and that I really care about. And you're the reason I'm doing this. And like you're kind of my whole world. And I think that's really kind of great. And you never know when that might happen to you. So don't wow. be a dick and Try to help your friends is the moral of the Brave Little Toaster. I'm going to cry from that. Uh, guys, I, I, I love you all so much. <laughs> you all. I love you You're love my you. toaster family. Tag yourself on the I'm vacuum. Tag him too. I'm the radio. I'm the radio. I'm the chair. Sam's definitely blanking me. Yeah, maybe the chair. Absolutely, you can be the chair. Yeah, Ellie, you can be the chair. Who's master? Uh, <laughs> That's you, Dylan. Because you, 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 no, 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 I refuse. Everyone, shut up, because master <laughs> is the audience. And thank Aww. you, Master, yeah. for, for letting us into thing. your ear holes. If you want to listen to us speak seriously about other animation topics, as we have done tonight, this honestly. This was serious. Like, yeah, but I'm saying, like, honestly, we, like, I think we came at a very, like, serious breakdown of this movie. And we do this for a lot of other animated media here. Um, a sober, but, like, still, like, uh, analytical discussion. We do that at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also... Find us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube. If you would like to suggest um, future editions for Overly Animated After Dark, we, we want to focus on like weird movies that probably don't get talked about a lot, but like do have some effect on animation history. If you would like to recommend that, one way to get in touch with us is also through Discord. You can chat with us there at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. If you have listened this far, it's likely that you may, may want to like uh, like hearing us. And if you do that, if you do enjoy hearing us, then one way to help us out is supporting us financially via Patreon. And you can learn more about that at patreon.com slash overly animated. Um, thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our pa- patron of the podcast, uh, James, a.k.a. Uh, Ironwood. Uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Stephen, Hugh. Um, besides, besides the Brave Little Toaster, we've discussed a wide variety of other shows that currently, uh, I believe we have had a Miraculous Ladybug podcast recently. We've had, we've talked about, um, Dylan, help me out. Like, what are some recent stuff we've talked about here? <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, we did Ruby D and D earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, that I think is also a little bit under the influence, but it, it's not under the After Dark brand. But yeah, <laughs> star. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we try to uh, Love Death and Robots was covered recently in terms of adult animations. So like we could try to cover the whole spectrum uh, out there right now. I so, think Brave Little Toaster really is just a Love Death and Robots short expanded into a full feature. Kind of, I mean, yeah. Dude, yeah, you're like, so there were even well. teeth in this movie. There were. <laughs> I know there were. Swirling one. Uh, what would a mechanical penis? Be here? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I'm wrapping. I'm, I'm, I'm in wrap up mode. I'm in wrap up mode. I want to die. Okay, okay. So everyone, calm down. Okay, shut up. Thank you for listening to Overly Animated After Dark. Thanks for listening. What's the voice? We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Wow. My face pod. That's free. Bye, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be where I cut it off. (laughs)